Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined today by Ashley O. Hello. Allegra Frank. Hi. And not Chelsea Stark. Hi, I'm Chelsea Stark. Pat, for... what'd you do to her? What? What'd you do? I, no, I am Chelsea Stark. You are Chelsea. You've changed. Yeah. Um, this is just my new thing that I'm trying on for a while. It looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I harvested Patrick's flesh and his skin. Uh, and his his vocal cords, and now I, I live within the shell of what was once oh. Pat, uh, and it's just really good to be here with my friends again. I was wondering where he went, and it's really reassuring, I guess, to know that he's still sort of with well, us. Well, it's weird that you'd be wondering where he went because I've, uh, you know, to your eyes, I've been here all day. Well, indistinguishable from the Pat that you previously knew. This is the most Simone <laughs> and Pat intro. To, <laughs> like just watching Ashley's face, like you. you <laughs> Straight to Gore Town. (laughs) I I, I muscled my way into the podcast and immediately just me and Simone turned it into Pat and Simone's body horror corner. I just really want to know more about the process of harvesting Pat's flesh to make your ragdoll. But, you know, that's another show. That's really another show. Oh, my God. We ruined this podcast for everybody but us. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley is so mad. I've never seen Ashley. Well, I've seen her this mad, but. (laughs) How are you doing, Ashley? Good. Do you have anything to say about no. meats? What? Fleshes? No. Not no? Pat's. Not, not Pat? I miss him, in a way. Because, I mean, I love Just Chelsea. kidding, it's me. I've been Whoa, here the whole time. It's, it's, it's regular Pat, yeah. The, the bit is over. Um, but can we talk about meats for a second? I'm always down to talk about meats. Uh, I saw somebody opening up packets of, like, a, a thin slice cured meat in next to the cafeteria at work today. And there was bread, and there was cheese, and there were packets of cured thin meats. Prosciutto? It was some sort of prosciutto. <laughs> I got so or... excited. I, <laughs> I slammed my face into the microphone. I'm so sorry. A whirlwind of emotions from Ashley over there. <laughs> Is prosciutto your favorite cured meat, Ashley? I don't know. Maybe. Spanish, some other oh, cured meats. Spanish cured ham is my favorite. Mm. The jamón ibérico is my favorite. Oh. Though mm. usually for like a couple slices, you have to pay like twelve or nineteen dollars. Jesus, oh. that's why you yeah. get someone else to buy it for you. But it's very tasty. Is that the kind that they like age for months? Oh, so it's aged, and they all are only on like an acorn. Only diet. Oh, they eat acorns. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Who eats acorns? The pigs. The pigs. Okay, I thought you meant the people who eat this ham. They <laughs> only eat ham and acorns. Yeah. Uh, acorns. <laughs> to prepare their palates, they so only confused. eat of the acorn. <laughs> uh, I'd, uh, okay. Hi. Well, it makes their meat taste something. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really a, an, an epicurean. Is that how, is that, is that how nature generally works? Is like what you eat is what you taste like? You are what you eat. So the saying goes. But, but no, I mean because I like sometimes I would taste like garbage and Cheetos. Uh, so garbage. <laughs> I was thinking. That. But like you know, you know how sometimes like if you 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 drink a sip of some really really good mm-hmm. organic whole milk, yeah. kind of tastes like grass. Mm. Is yeah. That, is that because the cows ate a bunch of grass and then they taste like grass? Sure. <laughs> That's probably milk, I mean because ground like, up cows. Green fed there's like a difference between green fed cows and grass fed cows. We have brought this back to body horror already. No. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's please get on What with- are what are games? Uh, Ashley, you can finally talk about Hellblade, which you played. We, you weren't allowed to talk about it last time we podcasted, but now the game is out. You can tell us about this scare game that you scare played. The game is out. I'm currently in the process of heavily editing my review. Reviews um, are hard. It is. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> they are not easy to write. But um, the game is really great. It is a lot scarier than I thought. It is not typical horror, like um, like a Resident Evil kind of thing. There are no like kind of jump scares or like really gross monsters that come out a lot. Um, most of it is very psychological horror. Ugh. Yeah. So you found that pretty effective as oh, yeah. you were playing it? So they recommend that you wear headphones when you play it because they have really great 3D binaural sound. And um, so the main character has this severe psychosis. Like, um, So she'll like, walk around and pretty much almost all the time you will hear like an array of voices like literally all around your oh, head. My and they're all saying like different things like 
they'll encourage you, they'll like laugh at you, they'll like say you're gonna fail. Some people are like, no, she can do it. So like, there's a lot of scary shit there. Um, Mm. And there's like a lot of interesting Norse mythology if you're interested in learning about that, which which you are now. Yeah, which Neil Gaiman's book. (laughs) Yeah, I picked up Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book right after. Um, But yeah, there's actually not as much fighting in that game as I thought that there would be uh, because I thought that the fighting kind of looked very Souls-like of just like timing your attacks like and your evasions. Um, But there's a lot of puzzle solving and it's not like typical puzzles i think like they're all they all have to do with uh perception so you have to stand at the right vantage point for certain like shadows or shards to like align to create a shape Ooh. how do you feel like it does it balancing the psychological horror stuff with playability like how many times were there times during the game where you just straight up had to stop playing because it was too much um Sub question, were there times when Crunchwrap touched you while you were playing the game and you screamed? Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Uh, I also, like, yelled at a thing that happened and he (laughs) ran out of the room. But no Crunchwraps were harmed while I was reviewing this game. Not a game for cats. Not a game for cats. Um, But I thought there were definitely times I had to take a break where it would get so intense. There is one scene, or not really scene, it's a trial where... Um, you are in a completely dark area and you can barely see Senua, your character. And um, you have to just like navigate through this completely dark. You don't even know where you are. Um, navigate through to the very end. And then like you sort of start to see like a faint outline of your hand that's like reaching out or like maybe some of the wall if you like walk into a wall. But it's largely just like you have to rely on your hearing alone. Oh, And then... Um, Basically, the the longer you go, which is like, fine, fine, this is scary, this is scary. And then you start hearing these, like, noises, like, like I said, the binaural sound. So, like, there it'll be all around you. It'll be, like, far away. So, like, you know that there's something else in there, mm-hmm. but you don't know what it is or if it'll attack you or if you're mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. So there's a lot of that. Um, I really love the image that this is painting for me in my brain right now of sort of experience making it feel like you are in a large space mm-hmm. and that it's surrounding you. Because I think that's something that we don't get a lot outside of VR is this feeling that you are in a vast different world. And even though I, I think that, I mean, sound is one of those peculiar senses that can really transport you immediately to another place. And I feeling like I'm in a, a dark, scary place like that would probably scare the crap out of me and I won't play this game. Yeah, this sounds uh, like super anxiety-inducing. <laughs> also for me, like I never play games with sound. Yeah, ever. I mean like... You, Why? You can... Wait, wait, period? I, At all? I you just don't, don't like to because I get really distracted and I like to have like five different things going at the same time, which is also why I don't really like playing games on console anyway. Or do you do it like... Blasting some. So I usually am watching like in two your TV shows, <laughs> listening to music, and playing a game at the same time. This is why you play JRPGs because they have yes. freaking subtitles. I just press the A button and read <laughs> while I'm watching two shows. Oh, yeah. um, but this sounds like super rad. But I think I would struggle with it because I would have. Well, to so the, the parts time. where I got overwhelmed with the anxiety and dread, I actually had to take the headphones off and just play with my regular TV sound mm-hmm. because, like. The headphones make a huge difference, and I would say they they increase the fear factor. <laughs> fear factor, by, like <laughs> honestly, like fifty percent. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a very interesting game to look at um, and just consider because uh, Ninja Theory, the developers, um, worked with a lot of psychiatrists and professors of psychology and people who are recovering from psychosis to you know try to make this game kind of as honest as mm-hmm. possible and sort of true to the experiences that people have gone through. So, mm-hmm. like, the, they did a very thorough job of, like, sitting down with them and then showing them, you know, the footage that they've been working on and then go back to it and they'll, like, discuss it. And so, actually, with the Sounds game, there's... super fun um, for people recovering from psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a 25-minute feature about this exact thing that's included Ooh. in the game, so... Uh, they recommend you like watch it after you beat it, but uh, it's very interesting and like I really like. So the, you recommend the place. it pretty much. I highly recommend it. Oh. It is very like 
you know when you're in your basement and I still do this like if you have to like turn off the light and then you just run up the oh stairs yeah because you're, you're like no 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 that is like that's what that game is sometimes for me. I experienced this. I went to my grandma's house this weekend, and there's this stairway where there's lights, a light switch at the top and a light switch at the bottom. And I just had this like instant vivid memory of being a kid and being too afraid to go up these stairs in the dark. Yeah. And it's so like it's in the middle of Vermont. It's so dark there. And that there's that that feeling of having to turn off a light and then walk forward is one of the top. Ten worst. I'm literally just like squirming in that. my chair, yeah. thinking. There's okay, well, so Allegro, much. why don't you tell us about Sonic Mania then? Okay. Which is like the antithesis of this. Sonic Actually, Mania. no, it's not because that makes me anxious. <laughs> I'm gonna leave Sonic Mania to you, Pat, because I feel okay. like you have more to say about that. Sure. I'm gonna talk about <gasps> some much nicer, cuter, happier games that I played. Uh, so I played two kind of weird, oh, weirdo games in the last week. Um, Pet the pup at the party. <laughs> Just very, very cute. Highly recommended. It's a free game on uh, Itch.io by this guy named like Will Herring who makes these really cute little like browser games. And uh, it's literally like a first person adventure through a house party. Like you're at a house party and you have social anxiety and you don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> so you're kind of, but you know there's a dog. Legend tells of a puppo in the, in the house. Yeah. So there's like a two minute timer that goes down and you're supposed to like go through this like endlessly large house with infinite doors to find the dogs and every time you find a dog it like adds more time to the timer and so there are multiple so dogs cute. in this there's house there's so many dogs oh my god and you're supposed to like try and find as many dogs as you can before time runs out it's very cute very cathartic because like I wrote about it for polygon.com and like I have really bad social anxiety and in college I used to go to house parties and then I would like leave after 30 minutes and go lock myself in a closet and cry really <laughs> loud uh, well I still do that and I'm not in college yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think pretty much all of us still do do that. It's a we classic party you know the fucking worst? Let me, okay, in real life, when you're at, at a house party or a, a, a public event and you are desperately looking for the dog and you have found the dog and then somebody else also wants to pet the dog. Oh, uh, yeah. I fucking instantly hate no, that person No, and then that happens, so and at least for me, then the dog instantly likes the other person better and yeah. then you can't even get to touch the dog and you look at the person like, what the fuck, dude? Like you took oh away everything God. that Dogs I had. You're like trapped that way to me. in small talk then because like you're petting the dog and you still want to pet the dog but then a flock of people come over and they want to talk to you and pet the dog and you're like, oh no, I, 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 just, I just get ignored. <laughs> I like People literally edge me out to pet, to pet the dog. Oh no. I don't like parties. Okay, well that doesn't happen in Pet the Pup at the Party. What Yay. happens if you talk to people in that game? You it, you get like you don't get dinged for it, but it actually like at the end it's like, "Oh, you pet five dogs. You did talk to two people though." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, but then you went home and like read internet conspiracy theories and it was fine. Like literally so it says good. that, which is really really awesome. So I was like playing that for a couple hours. I um, feel like no game will emulate my true dog party experience, which is that I come on too strong for dogs mm. and they are afraid of me because I love them too much. They're like, ah, you're kind of freaking me out. Oh, you give Tell the dogs social anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Simone is the dog's worst, the socially anxious dog's worst enemy. There's going to be a sequel where you're the dog and you're just fucking hiding in this house being like, oh, I hope no party guests find me in it's here. It's called Escape Simone at the party and you play the dog. You chewed on three bones, but Simone did find you, though. You did get to chew on three bones. Unfortunately, Simone still found you and hugged you. She touched your face. She grabbed your jowls and she wouldn't let go. She loves your jowls so much. Oh, oh my dog. God. Okay, the other really cute game that I played, um, I went to, I was in your hometown, Seattle, which is great. I love it so much. Uh, and I went to this really rad museum that has this indie game exhibit. So they had a bunch of games like Hyperlight Drifter and uh, Pony Island and. Hold up. Pony Island? Yes. I haven't it's played. It's not a horse RPG. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> Forget about it. Just it's forget not a about horse RPG. It. I'm sorry. I don't care. Um, and they have this game that's super rare. Like you can't play it basically anywhere uh, by the guy who made Katamari. And it's called Tenyawanya Teens. And basically the way you play it is like there's 
20 buttons or something and everyone like so basically you have to like press a certain button to do a certain action but the buttons don't necessarily correspond to the same thing every time so you have to figure out what the button corresponds to and like all the actions are like you mooning people and you like pulling your dick <laughs> out and you like showering and sleeping and confessing your love to people like it's really weird and it's like a race to like do that faster than the other player and it is very 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 Cute. I, I know you're that researching Pony No, I, I played uh, Tenuani teams oh, you did? at that exhibit. Yeah. And I fucking love it. It's so fun. It is so good. I think it was part of an indie game jam where they were working with non-traditional controllers. Yeah. So hence the like big board of buttons. And it's, yeah. it's such a good equalizer. When I, I was at the exhibit, I was watching, you know, parents playing with kids and like young kids. And they were both kind of in the same place where... The controls are every everyone needs to learn them at the same time because they're like they're very confusing and mm-hmm. complex and you're not necessarily supposed to be really good at it. Uh, but it's really really fun. It's so fun. I love I, to pull my dick I, out and yes, pee. Yes, I love when the guy just pulls his dick out like at a party when he's supposed and to they confess make the funny his love noises. to someone. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the noise when he's shampooing <laughs> his hair is so cute. When you need to confess love to yeah. someone, story of my life. <laughs> it's a very good game. God. Pat, and you've been playing Sonic Mania, which I've been Sonic is finally Mania. out after what feels like fifty thousand years yeah. of anticipation. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good Sonic game. Uh, it's is it a good Sonic game. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, it's as good as Sonic games guess? get. I think it's probably the best Sonic game I've ever played. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's obviously made with a ton of love by people who really really like Sonic, but mm-hmm. also seem to sort of recognize that Sonic could use improving in a couple places. The levels are bigger, uh, they're more interesting to explore, uh, it's 60 frames per second, so it's like a little bit more responsive. Sweet, yeah. very 60 pixel frames per second. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun and it's really cute and it's got a lot of really fun little surprises in mm-hmm. it. Um, as you play it. Um, I've also been playing a bit of Nidhogg 2 for review, which is a lot like Nidhogg 1, except grosser and with more weapons. Hmm. Um, did it's it, so ugly. You describe, I love how ugly it you is. You described so it as like 90s gross-out humor, yeah. which is the antithesis of my entire existence. That is actually, it kills me. Yeah. You, you're not a Nicktoons fan. No. <laughs> It, it, no, it, it, it's like strong Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, Mad Balls, Garbage Rugrats Pail Kids gross. vibes. Rugrats was really Look gross. at fucking Rugrats. <laughs> Do you remember the episode with so. the huge baby? Yes! Angelica had that, that nightmare? Episode. That one was really gross and scary. And I even immediately just, thought of it for some reason. Just the way these goddamn infants look. Okay, but that's not comparable <laughs> to okay, disgusting the, head Immediately shapes. the baby comes up. That's not comparable to like <laughs> the oh, angry beavers or Rocco's Modern Life or angry Cat beavers Dog, which was so disgusting. Well, what's, what's gross about Cat Dog? Cat Everything, Dog is really gross. Everything is gross about Cat Dog. Angry beavers and Rocco's are fine. Yeah. Cat Dog is Rocco disgusting. Rocco is gross as hell. Rocco was like adult gross. I don't know. Rocco's Modern like Life is like gross. the epitome of everything that I hate. No, Ren and Stimpy, I think, is wow. the grossest. Ren and Stimpy is the grossest yeah, one, I for hate. sure. Ren Stimpy is great. You're personally offending me right now, Simone. <laughs> yes. But Ren and Stimpy is, is my disgusting. Goal. I will concede. Yes. Okay, so um, you've been playing Nidhogg 2. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's 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 a lot like the first Nidhogg. It's a fun game to sit down and play with somebody. I think my biggest complaint with Nidhogg is that like the thing that makes its design so simple, is it's it's like a fencing football game where you're both trying to get to the opposite ends of the level, and that you make headway by killing your opponent, and you can run for a while. And the problem is like in both of like in the online matches and in the in person matches that I had, a lot of times my will to keep playing ran out before my my will to win did so like I would just take a knee and let whoever I was playing with beat me because these matches can go on indefinitely yeah and they get really tiring and they really grind on you a bit if you saw um, me making a face of utter disgust yeah, just I, then it was because I, I, I was looking at pictures of Ren and Stimpy oh, okay. a show that I hate which is bad oh my god wow I want to go back I'm to I'm so gonna fight you okay later. please do can, can we go back to talking about the head shapes of the the, the Rugrats I wanted to ask what console you're playing Sonic Mania on oh switch nice and it's going buttery smooth yeah yeah, really good, and nice. I really, really like playing it mobile. It looks great on that little screen, yeah. um, and I can play it whenever I have a couple minutes to dip into some Sonic. I, I told Jeff Ramos that it felt like playing like on like like the promise of the Game Gear being mm-hmm. fulfilled because I remember being like a little kid with a Game Gear in my hand and like <laughs> the screen was like an inch across and it was running at like twenty frames per second and the battery ran out in ten minutes. 
Uh, and this felt really cool when I was like, I was like, oh, look, this beautiful Sonic game in my hands yeah. that I can play for as long as I want. It was mm. really cool. Ashley, Cooking Mama 4. Yeah. That's the thing you're actually playing. Yeah. That's the thing that exists. How yeah. did I miss this? Um, well, let me tell you. <laughs> When we after we finished our retreat this has been thing. out since 2011. This is not new. I'm looking this up now. I'm sorry. What? Tell okay. Tell me. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. <laughs> well, we were in the Airbnb after our Polygon retreat, and I had a lot of gin, and I went up to my room to go to sleep, and I have a vague memory of like just literally flipping onto the bed. Opening my DS and being like, I want to fucking play Cooking Mama now, right now. <laughs> and I didn't have it. And so I I logged into the Wi-Fi, this Airbnb, and then I looked up Cooking Mama on the store. And there were there's like a couple on there. They don't have all of them, obviously. But why Cooking Mama 4? It was the cheapest one. <laughs> They had like one with desserts and I was like, oh, I really like that. But then I thought about how much I really like making pasta in that game and pizzas. Mm. And so I decided to do that. And I just, have you ever played a Cooking Mama, Simone? I have. I played it on the Wii. I don't remember which one though. There, I think there was only one on the Wii, and I had that too, and it is one of the worst games I've ever wow, played in my life. Wow, good to life. know, because I really enjoyed it, Allegra. I hated that so, game. So, <laughs> well, I hate Ren and Stimpy. Oh my God. <laughs> The weird thing about Cooking Mama, I guess I didn't play four before. I think I played like two and like the first one. Um, The animations are so fucking weird. So like there's like a point where you have to just like crack an egg. You have to crack some eggs in a bowl. So you have this like egg in this hand and you have to use a stylus to just like kind of crack it on the edge and then like move it over the bowl. But like it's just the most stiff motion of this hand and this arm just going like, uh, uh. none of the eggs made it into the bowl. And when I made squid ink pasta, yeah, I made squid ink oh, pasta. It was awesome. It was weird because there's a point where like, you know, you need to kind of take the squid ink and like put it like into a bowl. But the exercise was like a hand, like palm facing to you and you can just only move it kind of like left and right. And then out of nowhere from the top of the screen, <laughs> these blobs just come down. And then when they get to your hand, you have to tap it at the right time. And it's just this hand just squeezes it, just squeezes like a jet of black ink. And then it's just like, oh yes, this is how I make the pasta. Someone throws it down and I have to just squeeze it midair. It's unrealistic. <laughs> Everyone knows that you milk squid on a squid farm just like any like other ten animal. Times. It was so weird. <laughs> How many squids am I squeezing? <laughs> Ten. A squillion. That was good. Hey, speaking of squeezing squids, let's talk about this week's news. There is a new, uh, the new Splatfest, which we debated hotly last week, coming up with many, many subjects uh, with shades of brown. <laughs> it is not that. It is nothing food-related at all. We are fools. It is flight versus invisibility. Mm. Ugh, I have so many thoughts on this. Uh, so this is kicking off September 1st, so that weekend, which I guess is Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it is. Um, and Nintendo announced it today because they're releasing their first Switch bundle, which comes with Splatoon 2 and nice. has like these really hot Joy-Cons. I'm very, very into the Joy-Cons. Um, so, yeah, it's Flight versus Invisibility, and I've been doing some research. Everyone is pro-flight, and I am like incredulous about that like I guess I understand but I am all about invisibility but everyone is literally like you can either be team defying gravity or team creeper going to look at people's underwear as we have established you have social anxiety <laughs> yes and you are a pervert <laughs> and you're a pervert yes both are known but like invisibility just seems like such an obvious choice to me yeah I'm know. on team Allegra here thank you it doesn't make you a creep because think about it this way you could get on like you can get into movie theaters for free, mm -hmm. okay? Okay, so you're a crook. So I'm a crook. <laughs> um, you don't have to talk to, like, you're at a good party, you're having a good time, and then that one person walks in, walks right up to your friends, boop, I'm not talking to you. 
<laughs> not going to do it. You're making a really strong case here, actually. Also, flight sucks because, um, I'm sorry, airplanes hit birds all the goddamn exactly. time. Okay, but you couldn't fly that high because you're a human being. You wouldn't even be able to... You uh, wouldn't have a helmet. Human beings can't fly at all, so, <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know how high they can go when they can't fly? Because if you get out of a plane, you'll freeze to death. <laughs> you're like, you can't fly that high. You're a human. No, but no, it's about like the coldness of the air and your ability to breathe at high fucking listen. altitudes. Have you been up a mountain where, or let you your Frank just, ever in your goddamn lazy life? This is the episode where our friendship just ends forever. Just wear a little bit squeeze your finger. I don't understand. Okay, you, you, yeah, okay, put on, haul on your air mask, your fucking scuba mask and your winter coat to go also, fly upstate. How fast, I don't know. How fast can you fly? Good because, question. That's like, a really good question. I feel like that's really important. Because if you can just fly like, I don't know, like 30 miles an hour, that's stupid. You can't go to the beach. You can't go anywhere good. <laughs> it's going to take you, you fucking forever. Could you imagine going like maybe like five miles an hour like, yeah, hey guys. Fly so slower slow. than you walk. That's what I mean. They didn't have to specify that. Like what if you're just at, at a slow crawl? Allegra, can we reach out to Nintendo for some uh, clarification? I need on, to do yeah. that actually. Please. I, like we have time. We have time to decide. But in order to make my choice, yeah. I need to have the full facts. We need more info. How long can I be invisible for? Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, are my smells invisible when I become oh, invisible? God. Probably not. You something probably shouldn't fart in the theater, though. Something no. interesting that was brought up is like, do when you go invisible, do your clothes become invisible? Great, yes. great question. Do do really important question. What, right. you, you're just, you, you're just going to be a bunch of floating clothes. Well, I mean, that, that's how it works in the Invisible Man. <laughs> he had to get nude to be fully invisible. I'm not getting nude. <laughs> Then, then, then you're not getting invisible. I'm sorry. That's What'd just the way you're it works. never getting nude. You can't tell. I'm a never nude. Here's so I'm not particularly married to either of these, but here's my my anxiety. What if I decide I I don't want to be seen on the subway today? I don't want anyone to look at me. I just want to go about my business. And when I'm invisible, somebody bumps into me and I fall onto the subway tracks and I die. That's a very fair point. Yeah. yeah that is a very fair point. Would, wouldn't you be able to uninvisible yourself? I'm still on the will? subway tracks. Well, yeah. that could happen that whether sucks. you're invisible or not. That's yeah, true. but it would be a pure you're accident. You're always at risk of falling into the subway tracks and dying. Hey, here's my plan. Unless you fly. Wow. I, my plan is I, I, <laughs> I take the power of flight. It doesn't matter how fast it goes because it's still a cool thing to have. But then I, I build a nest out of materials that I find around the city up mm -hmm. in an inaccessible location to anybody else. Yes. And then I can be invisible whenever I want because I can just like hover up to my little my little hidey hole on the underside of the Brooklyn Bridge. No, those pigeons are going to find you. They're going to shit all over your house and they're going to eat it because that's what they <laughs> they're do. They're always and looking for you, Pat. Like, I actually think that's a really good loophole. But I also am totally with you, Ashley. The like the pigeons birds will, find, will find, you. find you. Anywhere you can fly to, the, the pigeons. pigeons can fly to. That's true. I'll just have to Hope be friends like with them. Pigeons. Okay, counterpoint. The pigeons it's seem to mostly just be right on the there. ground. They're always on the ground around me. That's true. It's true. Around yeah. you Why don't they specifically. They ever fly away when you get close to the pigeons. Sometimes waddle. I feel like I should walk around them or just stop walking because, like, it'll walk in front of me and then it'll start walking faster and faster. <laughs> yeah. Like, if only there was a way I could get out of the way. If only I had some sort of apparatus, right, to escape this human. <laughs> They're fucking dumb as hell. I like to say hello to them. I say hello to the birds. Oh, do they nice. say hello back? No, they never do. But people look at me weird. Well, <laughs> Ashley, you did something else really exciting last week, which is you tasted with your own foul mouth. Why is my mouth foul? Oh, well, wait, no. I you drank Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. That's why. Oh, uh, I have a big update for everyone. I did. I did. And Allegra did. And Chelsea did. Chelsea is not here. But this is the verdict. This is the most oh. accurate description I can give, Okay. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. The short version is it tastes like Coca-Cola Classic and Diet Coke had a baby. And you're like, well, Ashley, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, hold the fuck on. Okay, the thing that we love so, I love so much about Coke Zero, which is the nice, sharp, crisp, dry taste that's just like, it's a, it's a Coca-Cola taste and it kind of stops. Once you like swallow that, it stops. Don't take that out of context. 
And then, <laughs> and then, Allegra. That's true. I'm swallowing Allegra. it right now. Sorry. I literally. I wasn't there, and then you took me there. Okay, so the thing I don't like about Coca-Cola Classic is like you drink it, and there's this sort of teeth coating feeling. It feels way too sugary, and I like I really feel like my teeth are just melting in my head. And so this is actually. It does do that. There's like this lingering, like syrupy sweetness. My teeth didn't feel like as like kind of coated, but still like long after I had finished a sip, like the taste was still like kind of on my tongue and I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. And I can't believe they're getting rid of my my favorite son. Yeah. When I, because you had tried it before me and then I came by and I tried it and I was, I remember I was so upset. We I was were both angry. So yeah, what we else were, had you been drinking that night? No, that was the first thing we drank that yeah. morning. I think <gasps> that was morning. morning. Ew, afternoon. It was afternoon. Yeah, but like we hadn't drank anything else, so we had you were just cleanse yeah. palates. Cleanse palates. And palate, the thing is, like, angry. we weren't talking about it with normal indoor voices. Mm-hmm. We were both like full on yelling. After oh we drank my god! This. I'm like back there right now. I'm back <laughs> in shitty Portland, Oregon, just with that lingering, lingering sweetness on my teeth. I did feel it on my teeth, Ashley. Yeah, I think you did more than yeah. I did. And then thing is, after Allegra took a sip, there was a pause, and she just shrieked, "I hate it!" And I was like, "I know." <laughs> It was bad. I don't know what we did with the rest. I don't think anyone finished it. I think we just. I think we just tucked it back in the fridge. (laughs) Oh yeah, we just left it there. It's like your Airbnb is beautiful, but (laughs) this is shit. And I'm sorry we're leaving your this shit in your house. You gotta burn it down now. It's not good. We have ruined your house by bringing this horrible, horrible object into it. And we're all now drinking Coke Zero, maybe the last Coke Zeros, amongst the last. Yeah. You made me drink this Coke Zero in the hopes yeah. that we would be able to compare it to Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Oh, no. Live I just want, on the show. I just wanted to drink no. it because I liked it. And oh. you like, everyone you, likes it. You made me drink this for no reason? For enjoyment. We made you drink Refreshment. It. It's cold. That's true. It's crisp. It is cold it's and crisp. It's Coke Zero. Coke Zero. It's cold and crisp. This has been the Polygon Show. <laughs> This sucks because this is like our number one like true authentic sponsorship opportunity and it's fucking going away. Yeah. yeah. Rip. That's a life lesson for you. You find your favorite thing goes away forever. Don't get attached. Don't love anything. No. I don't. Don't go outside. Speaking of things changing, <laughs> Blizzard has changed the name of Battle.net or Battle.net. It's Blizzard. It's Battle.net. Okay. I know you brought this on here wanting to have a fucking big debate between Battle.net and Battle.net, but nobody fucking calls it Battle.net. Everyone has been so upset at me all week because I was like, guys, did you see the news? Blizzard changed the name of Battle.net. And I was like, hold on. I think three different people turned around like, what? When did it name it Battle.net? And I was like, it's called Battle.net. There's a .net in there. It is Battle.net. And like our argument is like, it's Polygon.com. It's all Polygon.com. But the thing is, we say that as a joke because otherwise we just say Polygon. Yeah. And here's the other thing is- I work for Polygon. I work for Polygon.com. Take away the domain from Battle.net. What is that service called? Battle. Battle. That fucking- Battle BattleNet says, Battle it's Net a says what battle it on. The box. You don't take away the domain from Battle.net. It is an integral part of Battle.net. Battle.biz. What about Battle.biz? Battle.biz. Battle.sex. I would call it Battle.biz. Battle.church. 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 Can you lock down Battle.church for us I'm locking it down right now. Okay, you need to- Battle.church. You need to get a domain, a DNS service to sponsor us so that we can- So the backstory with the Battle- Net. Battle.net. The, the mm. Blizzard service name change is that it was Battle whatever the freak you call it. <laughs> and then they change and they're like, sorry, we got we to gotta change it to something that's like a little more unique, a little more iconic. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it Blizzard. But they never really committed to a new name. So they're like, we're going to call it like the Blizzard launcher or maybe the Blizzard app. We don't know. And then Destiny 2 is announced as coming to like whatever it's called, battle, whatever. <laughs> and they were at that time, instead of calling it the Blizzard app, they called it Battle Network again. They called it Battle Network? <laughs> they called Ew. it Battle Network? Ew. I hate it. But that's not the new name. No, they called it Battle. 
Battle.net. Okay, they called it Battle.net. And everyone was confused. They were like, wait, is it Battle.net or is it Blizzard app? And then they finally had to be like, okay, we goofed. It's Battle.net. <laughs> Again, and when I said Battle.net, I said Battle.net, and here we are. Wait, I thought it was. Bl- didn't they do like Blizzard Battle? Oh, it's Blizzard they- Battle.net. Yeah, Blizzard, but it's Battle.net basically. It's Battle.net. There's what? a lot of domain names that we can buy, you guys. Wait, so that's so confusing. What if we just shortened it and made everyone happy and called it Blnet? Blnet. 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 Or Blet. Can we? Whatever. Can we do Blnet? Blnet. No. Battle dot sucks. <laughs> is for sale for three hundred twenty nine ninety nine. Man, the, the, these custom URLs are really, really getting pricey really these great. days. Uh, I mean, most of them are cheaper than that. That one's just particularly good. Can you look so, up how much Polygon dot sucks is? Hold up. Can you, can battle you, dot dating. Bat, ooh. <laughs> battle dot restaurant. I want battle restaurant. I think we should we should buy all of these domains and then make all of these real businesses too. Battle, battle restaurant sounds really fun. Battle yeah. restaurant is just medieval times, actually. Are all grand medieval times? No, but it would be good because it would be medieval times, but with all Blizzard characters. Oh yeah, an Overwatch it's just medieval times. Overwatch times. people right. battling in an arena while you eat a big chicken leg. Can we go fund me to buy Battle Dot Restaurant and then just have it redirect to medieval times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so good. <laughs> I can't wait. I noticed you said the dot though. Battle because it's a web you domain. Keep all it's not a service. The dot. It is battle dot. No, <laughs> no, it is not. Battle net. I'm pretty battle sure there was a big discussion about this in the comments on your very article, and the people made their own decisions. Okay. You know how DNS server they offer suggestions. One yeah. of them is myepicfight.com. <laughs> <laughs> what if you purchase that and then you just put up your Splatfest thing every time? <laughs> <laughs> just whatever Splatfest it is, just put it on there. <laughs> we should just get into the fucking buying dumb domains business because it's 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 a lot of fun. Remember when Jeff owned DaddyDo.me? He owned it for like a year and then he gave it he up. Did. Never did anything Wait, did, with did, it. Don't did, waste your talents. Did, did you kids. find out how much uh, Polygon dot sucks? Oh, would Polygon be? dot sucks. That's what I was yeah. going to do. Um, hold on. Stay tuned while I look up Polygon, Polygon dot, dot sucks. sucks. <laughs> hmm. Oh, mm. is it taken? Uh-oh. It might be taken. Oh no! Oh my god! Oh Wait. no! No! Oh, I can make an offer. <gasps> Start low. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't be betting on Polygon. Sucks right now. There's. There's too much. Too much going on. Polygon. Dot. Battle. Singles. Dot. Restaurant. Dot sucks. Polygon. Dot rip. Oh my god, they have Polygon.show. Anyway. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, I should probably get on that. We probably shouldn't publicize that. Thirty-two ninety-nine. Let's move on and talk about some emails. Okay, this first one I am going to have trouble with because I'm not very smart. But this is from V. Bernstein. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just imagined that the email you're about to read is an SAT question. (laughs) It's like astrophysics. It might as well be. Did you read did you read the email? Okay, okay. Hi, Polygon Show. Long-time caller, first-time listener. Oh, that's good. Whenever I play a game, I feel the need to connect it to some piece of media that, despite possibly not having the same subject matter, gives me the same feel. For example, the book Wolf in White Van, Wolf in White Van, Wolf in White Van, by John Darnell <laughs> reminds me of Fallout for having a post-nuclear RPG as a main plot point. More inexplicably, the RPG Off reminds me of Mark Danielewski's House of Leaves because they both remind me of a collage, combining scraps of outside narrative in a dark way. Some more direct comparisons are Inglorious Bastards to Wolfenstein, The New Order, and Moby Dick to Dishonor. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what TNO stood for. I was like, Wolfenstein, no. No, just no. Moby Dick to Dishonored. I realize the setup is kind of long, but I ask you this. What games, for whatever reason, remind you of books slash movies slash anything? Thanks, V. Bernstein. I have Can an I answer. just compliment V. Bernstein really fast? Because Wolf and White Van is a really good book. 
Oh, I haven't heard of that. Really also, House of Leaves is a fantastic book. You let, you have good taste, yeah. V. Good taste in books. Um, I do have an answer for this. The first time I started getting into Game of Thrones was actually when Skyrim came out. Oh, shit, yeah. And it was like a fantastic just, you know, one season ended, but then like I still got to play Skyrim and still sort of felt like I was in there, in that world with the dragons. You were up in there. <laughs> Yeah, it felt like there there was a lot of overlap yeah. with, between like and it, it can't be it couldn't have been like they saw Game of Thrones and they're like oh let's do that no it's just well timed <laughs> yeah think. did those things seriously happen at the same yep. time oh my that's yep. really perfect no uh, yeah no um, no <laughs> yeah that, that that's a really good one uh, for for me um Doom reminds me a lot Dune of Dune yeah because <laughs> you, you look at the names and it's like Dune, oh, but they, they those sound, sound a lot those are homonyms. <laughs> No, uh, Doom, the 2016's Doom really, really reminds me of RoboCop. Uh, and I think I, I saw like a dev thing where the, the director talked about them taking inspiration from RoboCop. But the, just the general tone of it, like Paul Verhoeven movies are, are, are always, you know, they, they take place in these shitty dystopic worlds where like evil is completely out in the open. It's not like there's evil people behind the string, behind the mm -hmm. scenes pulling the strings. It's just like, oh no, everything is fucked, and everybody <laughs> thinks it's normal. Uh, and Doom totally takes that tone and runs with it in some really cool ways. So yeah, I, th I think Doom is like the most Paul Verhoeven video game ever made. Uh, okay, this might be like a cheating answer. <laughs> Maybe it's also just a weird answer, but I think that's probably expected from me. So. As I was saying, I am very distracted, so I literally always have like three screens going at the same time. So when I was playing 999, nine persons, nine hours, nine doors on <laughs> Nintendo Jesus DS, Christ. literally, so I had my Nintendo DS, which has two screens. I had my laptop and I had my TV, so I had four screens <laughs> literally in a line. So every time I think about 999 now, I think about what I was watching, which maybe isn't exactly answering this question, but I still like heavily associate those things that I was watching with that game. So I was watching like, Avatar The Last Airbender oh. and Arrested Development and if you've ever played 999 it's like a very very brutal gory like murder mystery puzzle game that has nothing to do with like Arrested Development or Avatar like they're not at all thematically similar but every time I play any of those like it's a trilogy so anytime I played any of those I would just be like oh I remember like watching Arrested Development with my cat playing this game about everyone being brutally murdered so that is like my immediate connection um, of like being reminded of other media but that is totally a cheat and a cop out. How are you watching Arrested Development and Avatar at the same time? I have my laptop <laughs> Would you? Are, are, you, what you the weren't fuck kidding. Are you, you, you weren't, talking about? You weren't alternating. You were literally watching them at the same time. Yes. You're nodding right what now. You're Did you like yes put subtitles on one asked. and then audio on the other? Yeah, I usually have things with subtitles. Yeah, Allegra. I can't play video games with sound because I'll be distracted. Frank listens to two TV shows with the sound on at the same time. Very, like I've seen Arrested Development like, like twelve times over, so that's just like pleasant background. And then Avatar, I was like trying to rewatch. You know what you should have been watching while you're playing that gross, gory game, Ren and Stimpy. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> okay, question two. From Maddie. Hello, Polygon Show. My partner and I are big fans, and if you don't mind, I know she'd freak out if she got a shout-out. So, hi, Hedgeberg. I said it. Shout-out. Now, my question is this. If you could steal any video game character's hair and style for yourself, who would it be? Does the answer change if you'd also have to do the upkeep for it? Also, you can't all choose Bayonetta. That's cheating. <laughs> Love, Maddie. This is good. This is very good. I I'm just remembering now... The cosplay that I had planned when I uh, when I was a youth, I really wanted to dress up as I think it was Tira from Soul. I want to say Soul Caliber. She's kind of like a she has a big blade wheel. Describe and I think the she's hair. Kind of jester like she had pigtails, lo very long, long pigtails. Um, I think long dark pigtails, and it, although it did change, I might be making this all up. Nope, she did have pigtails. The color did change, though. Sometimes it was short and green, and that's gross, and I don't like that at all. The tits are all out there; they're just hanging out. the The version with the pigtails. 
<laughs> so she, yeah, she was wearing this like very skimpy jester outfit and had long, beautiful pigtails. That would absolutely change if I had to do the upkeep for it because I have pretty short hair myself right now and uh, I don't t- do anything with it. She looks like JRPG Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically her. Um, I thought about this long and hard, and I would want Lightning's hair from Final Fantasy uh, XIII. That's really good hair. Good. I love her hair, love her style, hate that game, but absolutely love her hair and like her. She's, She's awesome. God, there are so many Final Fantasy characters I would want to be. Yeah, exactly. But Lightning has some. Kafka? <gasps> okay. Yes! okay, why? Choosing all these clowns. Oh no, God. no, you're gonna start no. crying again. No. <laughs> Serious answer, and I know this is what I say for everything. Evie Fry from Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because her outfits are all badass. Period. Pat's looking. What does that have to do with her hair? Hair and style. Her uh, hair and style. Yeah. Okay. I mean, her hair is fine. It's just like little braids gotcha. tied up in a a, a sort of low. Yeah bun thing that's not a low bun it's like a twist anyway hair and style because i want to wear long ass capes yeah i want to wear beautiful buttons and embroidery mm-hmm. and again capes very important to yeah me, so yeah i don't really think about hair ever in my life really i i i, I have two i have two here Tell and me. i just realized that they're both kind of the same i'm, look, I'm looking at reinhardt with his helmet off oh he's mm. got really good hair yeah he's got sort of the he's got like a silver slick back going mm-hmm. on I don't think I look good with a beard. I'm, I'm not mm. rocking the sort of granite chin this guy's got. But I uh, mean, that's kind of what the beard is for, is to make the chin happen true. for you. That's true. I don't think it would look good on me, though. Uh, and the other one is Geralt. because uh, oh, literally the same. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. For style. Yes. Because I just want to always just be wearing a in fucking a bathtub. A tunic or nude in a bathtub. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> now, PC Gamer would love you. Nude in a bathtub. Does that include like his badass scars or just his like dumpy underwear? Um, I've seen a lot of naked Geralt. Yeah, you both. did. You streamed naked Geralt before. I want to do that again. That it was, was a good really stream. Fun. You should bring really back. Um, I think I would, if I need to take the st- scars to get the rest of it. If I need to take the scars to get that fucking shredded up Witcher body, I'll do it. Okay, I actually have to argue with you because mm-hmm. I don't know about people who are further in The Witcher than me and have more money, but uh, at the point that I'm in in The Witcher, all of his clothes are made of poop. <laughs> they are ugly. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Uh, th- They're th- the things, worst. <laughs> things get better for old Geralt. You, okay. you eventually get some some nice dress clothes and um, some, some sharp-looking armor. You get uh, a fucking Witcher jacket that just looks like... Mm. Uh, a, a, a motorcycle jacket. Yes, it, it looks so anachronistic, but yes! very cool. Um, big fan. Put it on his body. Allegra, do you have style or uh, a hair? Hair and style. Hair and style. No wonder you were also confused when I was talking about Tira. <laughs> there were a lot of reasons we were confused when you were. I'm confused about Tira. in retrospect. Okay, I don't know about hair. I think lightning is the best choice for hair. So good, good job, Ashley. You can't take my choice, I Allegra. I won't take it. Um, It'd be so it. awkward if you both walked into work. With yeah, both hair. Pink with hair, pink like, oh, hair. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay, God. now we're gonna do that. Sorry, um, but for style, I'm boring. Okay, so I really like. In, God, you would just be Pokemon? a Persona teen. Shut okay, the heck Persona up. teen is good, but I'm actually thinking of Pokemon, <gasps> and I'm trying to remember which specific Pokemon game it is because all the girl trainers like they have different styles, and some of them are bad, like Pokemon Sun and Moon. Girl trainer's outfit is shit. I don't know what this girl's doing. You're stupid. I think it's probably <laughs> Pokemon. X and Y X had and really y. good style. I was thinking X and Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like how the girl dresses in X and Y. I also love how Silver, or Gold rather, the boy from Gold and Silver, like I love his outfit too. So mm-hmm. I would probably wear either his outfit or X and Y girl's outfit um, with Lightning's hair matching Ashley. God, you look good. <laughs> Thank Lightning's you. hair on like a little cute Pokemon trainer. Yes, I want her body. I just want to have a 10-year-old body no. with 10-year-old style and Lightning's hair. No. Style. Did you come up with a body, Ashley, or did you just come up with hair? Oh, I guess that was just her hair. Uh, oh, I well, I mean, I like body. her outfit, too. 
Though, um, speaking of persona, uh, Makoto's persona outfit is badass. Like, oh, with yeah. the spikes and the <gasps> it's very thing good. and the cool ass mask. Ass mask. The ass mask? Yeah. <laughs> There's a butt on my face, basically. <laughs> sure, why not? Butt face. Or Morgana! You but just but no, cat. but that would be weird because then I would just be naked and have a scarf. So let's just stick with the first one. What's the next email? So from Christy. Hi. First, I love the show and how quickly y'all wheedled your way into my heart. I always reflect on the games I played and loved while I'm listening, and that made me realize that I never beat most of the games I love. I'm at peace with this, but it made me wonder. Do y'all feel that rolling credits is an important part of loving a game? And do you have a game you love but never beat? Keep up the amazing work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every game I played from the time I was like five till the time I was like 15, I was too dumb to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is the stat that I think always gets bandied around is that I think only 35% of people actually beat, or 30, wait, not a lot of people actually finish games. Yes. That's the, I don't know, remember, I don't remember what that number is. So there's a number, it's 35, and then there's this, the, the knowledge that most people don't beat games. I don't know how the two come together. <laughs> but the fact is that video games are long and people move on to other things. And I, I definitely don't feel that finishing them yeah. is necessary for loving them. Maybe that's self-serving because I certainly don't finish anything ever. But sometimes finishing them really helps you love them because then you get to mm-hmm. see a really good credit sequence like in Kirby Superstar where mm. you get to track backwards across your whole adventure and see all the friends you made along the way. Oh, that's that is good. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's good. That but the, I already loved the game anyway. So if, if, if I hadn't finished it, I think I'd still be a big Kirby boy. So like Pat said, between the ages of 5 and 15, yeah. I would say between the ages of... I guess I got my first game when I was six. So between the ages of six and 22 and three quarters... <laughs> I was too stupid to beat any game ever. So I'm just finally starting to beat games, I guess. Because you're reviewing games now. Yeah, now I'm obligated to beat games. Um, I would say, like, both I have a clear attention span issue. Mm -hmm. And also I just literally was bad at every game I loved. But Mm -hmm. I still love them. I don't think it's important to beat things Yeah, I think I haven't finished a lot of them or I put them off because I like them so much I don't want it to end. And then they'll like fall by the wayside because I've put them off because I don't want it to end. So technically it never ended. But then I'll go back to him and be like, oh, I gotta finish this. And then I load up the safe on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna yeah, exactly. restart. And then I restart. And then the same thing happens for the for my entire life. Um, but uh, that definitely happened to me with with Skyrim. I never beat. Actually, no one beats Skyrim. I mean, like, I just, I just didn't want to go through the story. Qu- I think I was like pretty close, but I was like, I'm just gonna let me do these mm-hmm. 300 side missions instead. Let me get some grapes for this man first yeah. before I meet a dragon on a mountain. <laughs> grapes for this man. <laughs> he needed them. Give him the grapes. It took me a while to get all those fucking grapes. You gotta harvest them. You gotta find. You gotta. Do you have to get individual grapes? They're little bunches of grapes. Okay. I okay. thought you had to get individual grapes. Individual grapes. I've dropped my stem of grapes and they've rolled all over the town. Please collect my twenty grapes and put them back on the stem. Put them into my mouth, please. Use the horse glue if you have to. I'm so sorry. You're selling Skyrim to me. I've lost all of my glue. Collect for me five horses. Oh, take and turn them into the glue. old man's ranch. <laughs> he stole my daughter. We can steal his horses. If he protests, I trust you will take care of him. Yeah. Yo, Skyrim's dope. <laughs> this question's from Adam. <laughs> Dear Polygon Show, I am loving the podcast. Your chat about City of Heroes reminded me of my time playing that game. I live in the UK and I remember vividly being in game chatting with friends when the announcement was made that London was going to host the 2012 Olympics. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be doing that accent. You're actually from there. We all got excited. (laughs) Now in that moment, now that moment is forever linked to that game for me. What big news or event is linked to a video game for you? Thanks, Adam. Oxford. I actually don't have an answer to this, but I was hoping that you guys would because I think it's a really cool question. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It's, it's not a world event, but I, I very strongly associate, for some reason, Killer7 with, uh, like, uh, senior year of high school slash, like, first mm-hmm. summer after high school, like, depression. Oh. And just, yeah. <laughs> well, like, it was, it was, I, I had a summer job, so I was making a lot of money, um, and I didn't have any expenses, so I just buy video games all the time. And I went into a store and I was like, oh, Killer 7, that looks cool. And I played it a lot, and I would, like, play it until I was tired of playing it, uh, and I was just tired in general. And I would say, well, I guess I should do something else. And I'd stop playing Killer Seven for five minutes. Then I'd start playing Killer Seven again. <laughs> um, and it's one of the, it's such a weird game that it gets inside you. Like at first, it's the weirdest, most it's a fucked up world to be in. But then it starts making sense to you. And if you spend too long in it, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so you're saying that video games are bad for you? Yeah, I'm saying that video games were a mistake. <laughs> I will be canceling them very soon. I think a lot of people have had experiences like that where, and again, I, I'm not coming up with anything for me. Although I did I did get into The Witcher 3. I started playing it last year when I was in a time when I like really just wanted to have something to kind of turn off my brain and go exploring and do mundane quests that I could complete in a beautiful place. And I was like... I know the game for this. It is called The Witcher 3, and I will buy it. And it, it completely served that purpose. And I know people who have done that with, like, the Dragon Age games who are just like, I'm. this is going to be my thing, and I'm going to play it for a, a thousand bajillion hours, and I will live in this place for a while. And I think that there are games that are great for that. Mm-hmm. For me, that was probably Pokemon Sun and Moon. And, like, it was last November, and I remember the election happened, and everyone was rightfully brutally sad. And I remember coming into work the next day, and everyone was just, like, catatonically, like, depressed, like, silent. And then I got a package, because I was supposed to review Pokemon, and I got a package, and Pokemon was in the box. And I was like, see you guys! I'm going to go to for a while. And it was awesome. And it was, like, perfect timing, because I did not want to be in America at that, that, in that moment. Um, so I always think about that when I, like, relay my, like, where were you during the election story? It's always like, yeah, it was shitty. And then I got Pokemon, and it was awesome. <laughs> I don't think I have a world event, but I definitely had games that I would play like after breakups for sure. Mm-hmm. That will like forever be tied to breakups. That like every time I played, I will think of it. That's terrible. Kind of thing. Well, no, like not really, because actually those games got me through them. Mm. And they were like once I. So that happened with Bioshock Infinite. And I was going through this really rough patch, and I just threw myself into Bioshock Infinite. And to be honest, by the time I completed Bioshock Infinite, I, like, felt so much better about it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The breakup, I mean. Okay, video games are uncanceled. Uncanceled. (laughs) They're good. But the show is over for this week. Wow, we'll be back next week. That's so sudden. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Polygon Show. If you like this show, you know what I'm going to say to you. You should go to Apple Podcasts and review it. Hey, uh, Producer Pat here. Yeah. Well, let's uh, back up and uh, don't terrify our listeners. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> why not? Don't terrify. Oh, Unless oh. you're terrifying <clears throat> them into submission. Yeah. <clears throat> Am I not doing that? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the listener. Are yeah. you okay? Right into the show, right in Polygon Show at Polygon.com and tell me if you're submissive to me, <gasps> um, or not. Please don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Cancel that. That I have to look at those emails. Okay, <laughs> 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 just re- rewind it. Okay, let's get a new voice in there. I love that so. Much. So, if you like the show. You should review it on Apple Podcasts, and then uh, we'll be happy forever. And then, <sighs> if you if you you tell your friend, hey, uh, uh, someone producer Pat, you know, just getting in your ear for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you can you back up and just like just a regular just a regular just, voice? Just oh, like, can you do can, just a regular voice? What what is that sound? Like? Well, you're doing it right now. Just so this, just listen one? to yourself right now, and then just continue doing that. Oh, okay. Okay. okay um, Thank you. Hey, if you like the show, please consider reviewing it on Apple Podcasts. 
in a that helps uh, people. Uh, Simone, I'm sorry. getting nervous. I'm, really sorry. 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 I'm so nervous. I'm sorry, Pro- that was my fault. I'll I'll mute myself. Producer Pat here. Uh, just, just want to let you, it sounds like I've made you sad now. Um, which was not sad. my intent. Uh, so I just want to let you know that I'm really proud of you and the work that you do on this show. Aww. You're doing an excellent job. Uh, I, I love working on it every week. So uh, just to go ahead and take it Thanks. home for us. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Polygon Show. If you liked the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That's, that helps other people find the show, and it lets us know that you enjoy our work. And, of course, tell your friends all about it. Have a fun listening party together. This has been The Polygon Show.